If we asked you to describe your identity, how would you answer? My name is Candice. Welcome to the first episode of Lemon Shapes. Today we'll be discussing the topic of identity and how it's spoken about in scripture. How does it speak to who we are as Christians, as hosts, and as the individual? We thought this would be a perfect topic for you, the audience, to get to know our personalities. Identity is a topic that is well spoken about in the church, yet we wanted to take a look at our own understanding of what it means to us. Join Evelyn and I as we define what is meant by identity, looking at what God calls us to be and how that forms who we are in our lemon-shaped lives. How would you describe your identity, Evelyn? So I guess that's a difficult one. Um, I don't know, I'd say I'm like, I've been trying to like actually make notes of like how I am to get to know myself better. Like, I think I used to, I used to, it used to be quite conflicting because there used to be like um, a gap between like who I felt I was and who I actually wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like when you start to be more honest with yourself, you start to understand yourself better. So I used to consider myself an extrovert, but now I think I'm the type of person that kind of switches between the two. It depends on my mood, it depends on the day, the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like who, who you perceive yourself to be, I feel really depends a lot on how you want to be perceived and how you want to perceive yourself. So um, right now I'd say I'm probably like an extrovert slash introvert. Um, I enjoy traveling a lot, but <laughs> probably because I, I like escaping the normalities of everyday life. Um, I don't know, I'm the type of person that gets bored really easily. Um, I'm always looking for the next adventure, but at the same time, I want to settle down and like have the whole like kids stuff. So I, I feel like I'm always constantly trying to like battle myself, my like inner urges to just like run free and <laughs> just be a hippie somewhere in the Amazon. Um, <laughs> why the Amazon? I mean, <laughs> why not? <laughs> okay, there's that, there's that. I mean, is there any other bed? I remember when I was about like 16 or 18, it was, I think it was around 16. I One of my, um, bucket list life goals was to join a tribe in the Amazon for a, a year. I now realize that would be impossible. But Why? <laughs> because I think, um, I don't think it, I don't think tribes work like that. I don't think you could just be like, hey guys, I'm going to join your club <laughs> for a year. They're you more know? like communities. Exactly. But I, I just don't think that's something I can just insert myself and be like, I'm part of you guys now, you know, like, uh, but back then I was like, where do I sign up? <laughs> And then uh, when I was about 18, I remember being really stressed with A-levels and instead of... Anyway, instead of being a normal human being, just be like, I'll just study harder or I'll take a break. I started like reprogramming my whole career and I was like, since I'm going to fail A-levels anyway, I'm just going to become an extreme sports specialist. And I was (laughs) trying to convince my parents to let me go to Australia or New Zealand to become... um, I found a course that like 
was specifically for extreme sports <laughs> and i was like that's what i'm gonna do now guys <laughs> my parents were like absolutely not but for a solid two weeks i didn't i didn't revise properly and that's all i was doing like researching for extreme sports so yeah i'd say i'm i don't know a combination of uh i don't know madness and impulsiveness sometimes but then also um and there's a side of responsibility and like desires to have things that take work and take time but i feel like i'm not built for that at the same time it's strange but yeah i don't know yeah that's my take on identity but obviously identity depends on the person and there's so many other factors to include as well so there's like a thing that i've heard about where you can describe people in four different types of and i know you i'm not the type i wasn't the type of person to say hi I would just act like I didn't know you. Mm -hmm. Aww. Because I was so quiet, I was always to myself. And that's actually a personality trait. That's Introverts. actually. Yeah, it's an introvert. Um, a type of introvert where the, the whole world exists in their imagination and they yeah. cannot voice it with other people or like mm. share it with the world around them. Um, so I was like that when I was young. Now I used to, well, as I grew up, I tried to act like I was confident mm. and that's the thing about me I'm very good at placing myself in roles mm. I can act like I'm cleric I can act like I am very confident and I can also act like I'm a joker I can also act like I'm calm up on the stage playing the piano <laughs> and I'm not nervous at all what are you talking about <laughs> I can act it and you would never suspect um, my favorite game right now is Mafia, where you can act like a different person. You can be the killer and not, and people not suspect it. People would never know I'm the killer because, <laughs> seriously, because I can you act. Can pass? <laughs> yes, you would not be able to notice my poker face. You won't be able to see it. Um, and that's the thing about me. I never used to have an identity that was mine that i can identify mm. with so i always used to be like really insecure about that like i remember one person will come and be like candice what's your deal like how tell me more about you and i wouldn't be able to tell you anything because mm. i fit myself in so many different roles so many different contexts so many different faces <laughs> that i don't know which one is me <laughs> I can be the life of the party and I can also be the quietest person in the room at the same time and I love that about myself I'm very versatile and um, that is not a face that's just me being me um, especially when there's music coming on you will see me doing afro <laughs> I do afrobeat dancing just in the corner by myself people looking over like what's going crazy <laughs> but I'm just loving I'm just loving I just love sound and music and stuff like that so i can't communicate very well um verbally i would say but i'm very good at intuition i can mm -hmm. tell when somebody is sad and they haven't voiced it i can see it in their body language um that's one thing about me as well like i can swap faces based on the room <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can swap what type of person I or what I what vibe I bring off based on what the room is what is what I can read from the room because I think that's the one thing I love about myself as well is that 
when I remember this one day my sister came through the door from like a hard day at uni this is when I was really young and um she just came in quietly and I'm just like are you okay yeah I'm fine she was like yeah yeah I'm fine and then I was like no but are you okay and then she just starts crying she's like how did you know (laughs) it's like I could just feel it <laughs> yeah so yeah that's the thing about me um, the I'm Christian very <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no I mean I so I did the topic of identity was like really hard for me because I remember I used to be like really frustrated of who I was when I was not even younger like really recently mm-hmm. um okay but I've learned just that identity is, is not the point of life. I've started to learn that it's not so important to figure out who I am, but what am I doing? Where do I want to go? What do mm-hmm. I aspire to be like? Um, obviously, there's like certain parts of my personality that I would like to improve, like my accountability and consistency. Um, that could be improved. But obviously, that's just me growing into the woman that I aspire to be. So, yeah, I'm very at peace of who oh, who I am, quote unquote, right now. What was the th- first thing that comes to your mind when talking about Christianity or identity? Christianity. It's that verse that I don't know where it is in the Bible, but that verse that talks about um, how we're made new in Christ and we're new creations, okay. and because He's died for us, we 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 died with Him and we rose with Him. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I feel like um, growing up in the church, the one thing that's just like solid, it's just solidified in my memory is like, I am the vine, you are the branches. <laughs> abide in me, yes. and I will abide in you. I think like um, you are God's handiwork. Yeah, yeah, you are fearfully, wonderfully made. You are fearfully, wonderfully made. And I'm like, made. what does that mean? You, you are a, a town. What was it? You are a light on the top of a hill or something yeah. like that. Things like that. Like that's what it's I think. Beautiful, but like you don't have the revelation of it. Exactly. No matter how many times you hear it, you need God to tell you what that means. Yeah, you need to know what that means. Like, it's one thing to understand that you are the salt of the earth. It's a next thing to see, to feel, to experience what that means. Um, yeah, I remember who used to, people used to just describe it as, yeah, being the salt of the earth is us being a seasoning to, <laughs> to earth. And I was like, okay. What does that mean? <laughs> like, the most ridiculous things. Honestly, I, I feel like sometimes people say stuff and they don't themselves don't know what they're saying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, sometimes yeah. you get stuck in this, like, wormhole of Christianese and it's just like... I feel like people try to explain a revelation and mm-hmm. it proves to be quite hard because you need a certain type of understanding and knowledge to then understand what it means to be the salt of the earth (laughs) i just yeah so obviously being growing up in the church you hear those things because as a kid they try to like put it in a way that is digestible to a child yeah um Mm -hmm. so yeah like the story with the town of babylon they've changed certain aspects of it so we understand the picture not necessarily understand the story in full um 
yeah so i i used to not being able to i never used to be able to identify with the type of scripture verses i mean it was supposed to be there for me to encourage myself like yes i am more than this i don't have to you know i'm not of the world but i live <laughs> in the world you know? <laughs> like all these seriously i can literally just just pull out so many scripture verses to do with identity but unless you like really understand what that means in the in the scripture verse you're never gonna really get yeah. it it's just gonna be a scripture verse that you exactly. can recite to even have action in that mm-hmm. is that what you is that how you feel like with most of the scripture verses to do with identity um i don't know i'd say personally i'm on that journey myself even though I've, I've been in church my whole life it's still an area that I'm, I'm i'm working on with god um i would say i know quite a lot of scripture verses towards identity i have this little book and i like write in it um all the whenever i feel like i'm struggling in a certain area i'll write all the verses down that i can find for that specific area and right now i'm doing identity and um like you said there's a difference between knowing the verses and being able to recite them and actually having that eureka moment of knowing what that means and how that what that means for your life and how that can completely transform the way you see things so um yeah i think i'm, I'm getting there for sure but it's 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 baby steps i think yeah. there's still there's always there's always going to be verses you 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 know i think it's it's quite a different perspective from a person that hasn't been brought up in church and comes to Christ and someone that um, has always been in Christ Mm. because it becomes like church cliches, things you Mm. know. It's like when your mom says she loves you too much, it's Mm. like you don't like, you don't like feel it anymore. You're just kind of like, I know mom, you love me. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same thing sometimes with God's love and um, the verses and stuff. It's not that you necessarily believe it you just know it's true but it, it, it doesn't seem to impact your life anymore yeah you know it took me a while to understand what it means that jesus loves me i was like what i used to be like yeah okay jesus loves me yeah. <laughs> um moving on but <laughs> but like i remember i was like 16 i was cleaning the house me being from like um a caribbean household i had to always clean the house every saturday it's a thing if you don't do it there are repercussions you have to clean the house (laughs) the white people would have been like i'm calling child life i well yes it would have been like that (laughs) i mean i'm happy that i was brought up like that because when i when i first went to uni i know how to i knew how to wash my clothes i knew the the, uh, exactly the right amount of soap i needed to put in a washing machine i knew i knew how to separate my clothes i knew how to make sure my whites were white forever you know because <laughs> right, i then give me that secret later <laughs> and i will i will um struggling in that department <laughs> yeah and i just knew how to cook certain foods already because i used to just watch my mom do it and mm-hmm. you know what my mom always just my mom was very prideful over the kitchen so she would always cook um, and every Sunday we have like a massive meal. It could have been jerk chicken, could be baked chicken with rice and peas or whatever. But she will always cook the chicken and rice and peas. <laughs> and I would just make the vegetables, but she just, Ooh, always, she just. so good. Yeah, we could have that soon. I miss hopefully. peas. I haven't had peas in ages. You know, there's some people who don't like the, the, the texture of peas. 
which is weird. What is wrong with people? Oh. It's their preference, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not brought up to be oh eating gosh. peas twenty four seven like well, myself, I mean, we're Britain, like fish and chips come with peas. Like, how can you? Do they? Like, yeah. Do they? That's where I used to eat most of my peas. We used to go to IKEA as a family. You're thinking green peas. Yeah, which peas were you talking about? I'm talking about kidney beans. I'm talking That's... about gunga peas. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> green peas are more like salad. I like kidney beans, are they? <laughs> yeah, I don't ever put they're them veggies. in rice. What? Yeah, the veggies. You, you don't. You put them in rice, just like broccoli or carrots. You put broccoli in rice? You can do. I don't. I've tend never to do done. It. <laughs> never. It's always like a side dish. Like you add it on, like mm. um, like potato salad. Yeah, I add it onto the side. Fun fact: kartoffel salad is Bulgarian for potato salad. Bulgarian. Yeah, just mm. in case you're wondering. <laughs> cool. Thanks. <laughs> no worries. Got you anytime. Now I know. The more you know. <laughs> then I forget in the next five seconds. Um, <laughs> did you ever feel like identity was synonymous with your purpose? Hmm. Like if you knew your identity, you know what your purpose is in life. You know what career you should take. You know where. Yeah, I feel like for a long time I felt like that. I felt like um, there was any hope of me understanding because I, I was like, like I said, I'm I've like in my teenage years I've been quite like whimsical. Um, so it was very much like I'll start this and then not finish it. It was the complete lack of consistency or commitment. So I felt like if I had any hope of like having a purpose and getting somewhere it was if i un- flat finally understood myself and for me that was understanding my identity so yeah i'd say probably yeah although i guess the bible doesn't necessarily reflect that no i don't think so it's interesting because actually oh god i love this okay so I, <laughs> what just came to mind was um the burning bush and moses before he was given his purpose God wasn't like your Moses. He was like, I am. Mm. God revealed who he was, not who Moses was. And for us to find our purpose or find ourselves, in fact, we need to not look within ourselves, but look to God and Mm. he'll show who we are through him. Yeah. Actually, that warms my heart a lot. It gives me a lot of like hope because um, with Moses, he had a speech impediment. He couldn't Mm. really speak very well. Um, and when we think speak very well, I'm trying, I'm in my head, I used to think that he'd just go, yeah, I don't know what to say next. So, uh, do what you gotta do guys. But, um, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, I thought, that, I thought that's what he was like. Um, the Bible doesn't make it clear what exactly that would have meant. Um, but obviously for that to be mentioned, it was, so it must've been severe. Like you can tell that he's struggling to speak. <laughs> so um, that's why he had Aaron with him or Aaron. And he, that was one thing that was like holding him. He, he, he didn't allow it to hold him back, but it was one thing that was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like how am I supposed to speak to a Pharaoh about letting mm. a, a part of society that is considered second citizen go free to their own mm. doing and he owns them they are basically slaves yeah as we know like with the slave trade it's like asking for the what's the word abolishment of the slave trade mm-hmm. and he couldn't speak very well can you imagine that and on top of that he has anger issues <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
yes. <laughs> he was just like, he would hit somebody, he was angry, he would actually fight mm. one of the, um, I don't know, like the slave leaders, I can't tell you what they were called, but he yeah. would actually like kill them, murder them mm-hmm. right there where they stood. <laughs> yeah. And when God was like telling him, speak to the rock, make sure the water comes out, my guy struck it with his staff. He slapped it. But it's incredible <laughs> because like from a from a human's point of view, like if we if Moses was alive today and we saw him, we'd be like, What the hell? He was like a murderer, you know? He by luck managed to get into the, the Pharaoh's family, but really he's he belongs to this, the people. Um that were enslaved, but oh yeah, we, can you imagine? We would, yeah, we'd see him as no one. No one would give him a second glance. You know, as soon as yeah. he had committed that crime, but God didn't see him. He didn't see what he had done. He saw what he could do. You know, yeah. and uh, that didn't stop him. It wasn't his weaknesses. And I like Paul talks about this, and I just it, it's one of the, my favorite verses where he talks about that he will boast about his weaknesses because God, uh, he's. He's made strong through God. Uh, God makes him strong through his weaknesses. Yeah. And um, it's not. Sometimes we feel like we have to be these like perfect Christians, and God is not gonna use us, or we're not gonna reach our purpose otherwise. And I'm not by any means saying we shouldn't, you know, make sure our lives glorify God or are pleasing to Him. But um, a lot of the times we get stuck in this religiousness of we're not good enough unless we get to the certain point with our behavior. But God, you you see God's work and God's power in your life is not through your natural ability that he's given you to, I don't know, be talented in an area or be able to flow in something. But it's you being able to do something despite your limitations, because that's where God comes in. And that's where people are able to see people that know you and know that you can't, you can go only as far as A, but you've actually gotten to Z, you know, because God's taken you there. You know, there's a verse that describes that the things that we go through is what builds character. Mm. The struggles that adversity. James one two. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I love that verse. <laughs> there you go. So for anyone that doesn't know James one two, James one two is um, rejoice through various trials, um, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and that endurance have its perfect effect. It's a real good one. It's so annoying to hear when you're like going through a difficult time though. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's just like such a... In a difficult time, it's so easy to just feel like, just to be angry. Mm. Just to just, you know, let off steam. Yeah, and fall into there. that like selfishness of being like, why is this happening to me? Where Where's God in this situation? You know? That's how Elijah felt. Mm. After he was being chased by... um woman queen ting <laughs> ting <laughs> ting <laughs> what was her name i can't remember jezebel that's it he was running away from jezebel um and he finds himself in the desert and he's extremely tired from running and he just you know drops to the ground into the sand and he's just pleading to god asking why why am i the only prophet that is going through this why I haven't seen anybody work as hard as I am for the same job. And he felt like, to, he just felt like giving up. Um, and I remember he just goes to sleep and an angel brings him food. God directs him to a cave for him to then readjust, to get that 
rest back again. Um, and once he went through that, he got clarity. Once all the noise was gone, he got some clarity of what God was doing in his life. And that gave him character. Yeah, but you can imagine in that position when you can't, you can't ever stop running because somebody could just be there who's like a secret agent of um, Jezebel. That's exactly what the position was in. So he was exhausted. He was just tired. He was like, no, man, I, I, I might as well die. <laughs> he was like, I'm, just take me as I am. <laughs> and you know what? The struggles he went through, that change in character is what gave Elijah glory in the first place. His ability to keep going. I can imagine no one could ever do that. It takes a lot of growth to be in that place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I actually don't think identity is synonymous with purpose. I feel like um, at the end of it, God is his synonymous purpose. What he, sh Where he shows us to go, what he sh tells us to go through or to do, he, that gives us purpose. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of what the world is looking for these days is a sense of purpose yeah and they can't find that without god but if yeah if you're not looking for the person in the purpose by who created you how will you ever find your true purpose looking at what we we're just talking about do you even believe in the purpose um i believe in the purpose in terms of not necessarily that we have like a single specific purpose but rather than that we find our identity in Christ and in the body of Christ and together we have a joint purpose and each person may contribute to that purpose in a different way. So in the Bible it talks about um, God being the groom and um, or the head and the church being the, the bride or the body. So um, the same way a body works with all the joints and the fingers and the hands and everything um, even if you're just maybe you're a joint maybe you're a kneecap like it doesn't matter um it doesn't matter how big it seems your job might be but you're just as important as every other part like i i've recently read or heard about somebody that didn't have their i think it was their toes or something they lost their toes and um or, or ten of them I don't know. I think it was just a couple, but well, maybe it was all <laughs> ten of them, actually. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but basically, it just completely impacted their walking. Like, they weren't able to balance because the toes, mm. which seems like the most pointless attribute in your whole body, actually dictate how well you can walk and your balance. The same thing with the ears. The ears aren't just for listening, they're also for balance. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the times we like to look at our jobs or what we're doing and think oh you know this is not enough we're not really if you know how many times i mean i'm sure i'm not alone in this but how many times have you maybe it's come across your mind where you're you're just thinking you know if i i don't know if the world were to end today or if i were to get run over today what have i left behind you know and um i think that's a really like self-centered way of looking at things you know um i think when we acknowledge that we're part of a greater purpose and if we whatever it is that we're doing whatever season we're in as long as we're faithful to that and we we do our best i think that's the best that we can do really yeah i was gonna say that when you talk about destiny or purpose you really talk about predestination yeah that's true. and yeah and i feel like 
I don't um, I feel like there is such thing as predestination but we have a choice or not to fulfill God's will for our lives or to follow our own will for our lives mm-hmm. and then yes there's the destiny that will follow after that by making that choice yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like, ooh, I feel like predestination is a very interesting topic. It's very um, deep. <laughs> what I thought was really cool one time. Uh, okay, so funny story. This one time, <laughs> I used to believe that um, you could only die until you'd done your purpose. <laughs> so um, yeah. I um, can. I've always wanted to skydive. I'm also terrified of heights. And one time I managed to, while I was skydiving, I the, the thing that got me out of the plane was like, I can't die yet. I, I haven't reached my purpose. Mm. Anyway, like two years later. That's I'm, scary. Yeah. That's faith. There you go. <laughs> yeah, two years later, I'm talking to uh, one of my really close friends, um, who's also my ex-boss. And he, I was telling him the story and he was like, that's completely incorrect. And um, it just made me realize that I could have actually died and I had no idea, Um, which sounds really silly now. Um, But one analogy that he really used when he was trying to explain to me why I was wrong, um, I really liked. And he said predestination is like, um, it's like having a plane ticket. Like if you take the ticket, if you choose to board that plane, you'll get to your destination. But if you don't, you won't. Yeah. you know and i was like oh my god that makes so much sense <laughs> yeah it's so, a choice you have yeah. to make a choice and i feel like the bible always talks about that so i hope you guys are um blessed by the conversation today and we just want to encourage you to take that into consideration that identity is not something that is synonymous with purpose but it's something that we can find in god and um tell us what you think in our email you can email us at um three wise lemons i thought it was lemon shapes no yes it's lemon shapes (laughs) at lemon shapes (laughs) so you type in lemon shapes both words are capitalized at outlook.com um follow us on our instagram as christ life and lemon yes and we'll see you for the next episode Woo. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.